Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to worship at Noblesville First. I am Jill, one of the pastors here, and we are so glad you're, wel- you're worshiping with us this morning as we gather together. We are beginning a new sermon series this summer called Doing a New Thing. In the midst of our retirement of Pastor Jerry Raritan and awaiting our new senior pastor, Nicole, doing a new thing. And so today you'll hear from Bonnie Zickraft, who is our pastoral care coordinator, as well as she wears many hats. So uh, we are glad to hear from her in just a little bit. In that spirit, let us light our candle of unity and the light of Christ, especially for those worshiping at home as we are centered around the light together. And please join me in our call to worship. Ascribe to the Lord all glory and honor. O Lord, our God, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Come and worship the Lord in holy splendor. O Lord, our God, how majestic is your name in all the earth. To God the Creator, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, be all honor and glory now and forever. Amen. Let's stand together as we're able and sing Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty.
Let us pray. Holy God, as we are gathered here today, send your spirit upon us. May you refresh and renew us. May you open our hearts to the words and messages we will hear this morning through song, through word, through just simply being together in your presence. And as we leave this place, send us forth to be your disciples, to be followers of Jesus Christ, ready to share the good news of your love and grace for all. This we ask in his holy name. Amen. I invite you to be seated. And we have a prayer for understanding that we'll say together this morning before our scripture lesson and message. God of word and wisdom, reveal the mysteries of faith to us this day by the power of your Holy Spirit. Through the scriptures, show us how to witness to the name of Jesus Christ, your living word. Amen. Good morning. Now please hear these words from the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verses 16 through 21. This is out of the New Living Translation. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves, and they drowned, their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do, for I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. The wild animals in the fields will thank me, the jackals and the owls too, for giving them water in the desert. Yes, I will make rivers in the dry wasteland so my chosen people can be refreshed. I have made Israel for myself and they will someday honor me before the whole world. These are the words of God to which God's people say, thanks be to God. Well, welcome again to everyone here at Noblesville First, here in the church building, as well as all of those welcome online. We are going to be talking about doing a new thing, a church in transition. Of course, as Pastor Jill had mentioned, we know that last week we said farewell to Pastor Jerry and Pastor Matt as they both move on to different chapters in their lives. We anticipate receiving a new pastor in eight weeks. So what a great opportunity to prepare ourselves and for helping each other for doing a new thing. So for today, I hope we can answer these three questions. Number one, is doing a new thing Really that important to God? Number two, well, why do I have to do a new thing too? And number three, what can we learn today that will help us do a new thing in the future? So in other words, we are going to talk about change. 
No, uh, no not that kind of change. <laughs> Although that does, remind, that does remind me just a bit of a kid going to Sunday school. Do you, anybody here ever go to Sunday school? Back in my day, we used to call it Sunday school. Yeah, quite a few of you, quite a few of you. And as a, as a twin, my twin's name was Brenda, and of course, Bonnie, and we would dress up in our look-alike little dresses, and we would wear our patent leather shoes and have our little patent leather purses. Oh, I'm sorry, back then, we called them pocketbooks. Now, folks, isn't this just the cutest little pocketbook you have ever seen? It wasn't that long ago that I said to my granddaughters, do you know what patent leather is? They had no idea. But I guess it's back on the market. They say old things come back around, so it's coming back around, ladies, just so you're aware. Patent leather purses are pocketbooks. And this is a picture of my family. I think it's about 1953, 54, somewhere around there of uh, my brother Donald, who is 10 years older than us, and of course, mom and dad, Meredith and Margaret. And so I was so excited. We'd also put on our little red bandanas and our wear coats because we lived in Pennsylvania. And so we get all dressed up and we get ready to go to church and to Sunday school. Do we happen to have an usher here today by any chance? Do we have an usher here today? Any ushers here today? <laughs> I see some hands going up and I see someone feverishly coming forward with a collection plate. Wonderful. Before we would pile into the DeSoto, that's a car. <laughs> My dad would hand us both a quarter and he would say, whatever you do, put the quarter in the collection plate today. So for 60 some odd years, this has been on my bucket list because I'm electronic like a, lo a lot of us, we donate online now, but I miss the collection plate. So today, Jesus, please accept this quarter on behalf of me. I know that you will do good by this quarter. Thank you, Mr. Usherman. And oh, I almost forgot. Mm, how could I forget this? Jesus, this quarter is for my twin sister, Brenda, who could not be here today, but I know she would give this with joy and gladness if she could also be here at Noblesville first. This is for Brenda. Mm. And you know what? This pocketbook feels a little bit heavy so I think I'm gonna lighten the load just a bit excuse me Brenda <laughs> and I'm just gonna take out some of this change here that's weighing me down it's you know there we go I think a little bit more there we go one more one more yeah there we are there we are <laughs> I'm just glad to be able to give a few coins. Mm. <laughs> you see, I figure that if two fish fed 5,000, hmm, that's all right. I, 
we have a typo in this slide, so I'll have to talk to my secretary about that. Oh, wait, I don't have a secretary. <laughs> All right, well, we'll go with what's on the slide. If five loaves fed 5,000, then two and a half loaves fed 2,500. But if one coin equals 25 cents, then 25 coins would equal a whole lot more. And you can see why I don't take care of the finances here at the church. <laughs> Thank you for that, Jerry. <laughs> In other words, it helps a lot more people than just me. So don't let your collection plate get lonely today. If you have any coins to spare, then go ahead and throw one or two in the collection plate or the basket, whatever the ushers will be passing around today, for someone else who could not be here today. Every person and every coin matters. And every person and every coin counts. Thank you, Mr. Usher Man. There he is. Thank you. He's <laughs> And you know what else matters? The answer to our first question matters. Is doing a new thing really that important to God? Well, let's look at scripture for that. What did the prophet Isaiah know that the Israelites did not know? The prophet Isaiah kept telling the Israelites, do the right thing. Repent. Turn your hard hearts toward God. Or there will be trouble. He warned the leaders to straighten out and fly right. Or get thrown out of Egypt. I'm sorry, Israel. Ah, nobody caught me. Out of Israel. Israelites come from Israel. Get that right. But I must share that Brenda and I, as twins, rarely got into trouble. All right, well, sometimes more frequently than rarely. But for the most part, uh, when my mother would have our fill, her fill of us, she would stand at the end of the hallway and she'd get in her position and she'd get ready. Ow. <laughs> and she'd get ready and she'd put her hands on her hips and she says, girls, you better straighten out and fly right. Do any of you have parents who would tell you things like that? You know, or wait till your father gets home. You know, all those parental sayings that we were never going to say to our kids, and then they grew up, and guess what we heard? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, God wanted to use the land of Israel to be the servant to the nations, telling the world about the goodness of God. Despite all the warnings of judgment from Isaiah, idolatry and disobedience to Yahweh continued. So, circa 598 BCE, Babylonia conquered the kingdom of Judah, Jerusalem fell, and the Jews were exiled to Babylonia. And this is a map that we got off the internet, so it must be true, about the passage of going over to Babylonia. <laughs> and around 538 BCE, Cyrus the Great from Persia took over Babylonia, and the Israelites were free to return back home. Now, some did, and others did not, but that's for another sermon. But eventually, God was pleased. He 
thought surely they would get it right this time. But the Israelites returned to their hard hearts and evil ways. So now God said, look, I am going to do a new thing. Since I love you and want to be close to my people, but they don't seem to catch on. I am sending a servant, one who will be beaten, tortured, rejected, and killed for your sins, a light for all nations, so you are all forgiven, and death and suffering will be gone forever in a new creation, because I, your God, still want to bless the nations. He still wanted to be close to us as humans, forming a new covenant, and had to do something as drastic as the slaughter of God's own son. The prophet Isaiah foretold about all of this around 700 years before it all happened, before the servant king actually arrived. So, is doing a new thing really that important to God? <laughs> you bet. God is still giving us plenty of chances to get it right. He does it every day, and not just of all the nations, but within our very own hearts. I've never known anything more patient with me or a love ever more true, faithful, tender, or kind than that of God the Father through Jesus. Until Father sent Jesus into the world, we didn't know. We couldn't grasp just how much God longed for us to love him back too. The new thing was Jesus. And in 2 Peter 1.17, we understood. He received honor and glory from God the Father when a voice came to him from the magnificent glory saying, This is my dearly loved Son with whom I am well pleased. And Father gave him to you and he gave him to me so we can live so we can live with him in the now and the forever. Do you know how lovingly powerful this is? Jesus changed everything. He was God's new thing to the Israelites and to the world. Which brings us to question number two. Well, why do I have to do a new thing, too? I mean, you know, if God's got all this, then why do I have to do it? Hmm. Well, here's a little exercise that will help find the answer to that question. Take a good look right now at the back of your hands. Go ahead and hold them up. Take a look at them, a good look. Have they changed over the years? Hmm. I don't know about yours, but mine collected plenty of wrinkles over the years. And I wonder how many of you just did this to try to smooth the wrinkles out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Trust me, I tried it a thousand times. It doesn't work. But in fact, our bodies were made for change. Our fingernails grow at a typical rate of one to four inches a year. 
Our hair grows about six inches a year. Unless it's a lady's leg hair, then it grows about 10 inches a week in the summertime. I'm glad you all got that. <laughs> Our skin takes between 28 to 42 days to totally regenerate itself and only 14 days for babies. In about nine months, we are built and created with 78 major organs in the body. Five are considered essential for life. Brain, heart, lungs, liver, kidneys. Brain, heart, lungs, liver, kidneys. Did you see what I just did? I made the sign of the cross. Brain, heart, lungs, liver, kidneys, where Jesus was pierced. You are made in the image of God. We are also given 206 bones, 45 miles of nerves within our bodies that race at impulses of 275 mile an hour and about a gallon and a half of blood circulating in a system about 60,000 miles long in arteries, veins, and capillaries. You would go around just with that. You would go around the earth two times. And if you don't believe in miracles, perhaps you've forgotten. You are one. You are God's work of art. And he's turning you into his masterpiece. If we didn't have change in our lives, we couldn't make any memories or have any anticipation of exciting things to come, like waiting for that collection plate. Hmm. Without change, we would have no motion, forward or backward. Without change, we could not right the wrongs and fix the causes of injustice especially those going against God's commandments, including murder and having idols, just like the Israelites did. Without God doing his new thing and making a change by God incarnate through Jesus Christ and Holy Spirit, who knows where we would be? We would have no peace, no hope, no life. Because of Jesus, we receive forgiveness, just like the Israelites, and will live with God in his kingdom of heaven forever. And we will get new clothes of the Spirit. Now, who wouldn't like new clothes? Hmm. Honest, that's in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 2. Check it out. <laughs> All kidding aside, fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> Even material clothes are of the earth and the flesh. And I'm glad we are to clothe the naked. We can easily do that without forsaking God. In fact, there is no law against any of the fruit of the Spirit, as we read about in Galatians chapter 5. This would have served the Israelites well, and it can serve us too, just as well today. So God needs us to change our minds and our hearts to love him above all else, and he uses us to be the change. 
In fact, any change we experience today has already been written about in the Bible. We can learn a lot from inside that book, but in a new way. And we can learn to change together. Which brings us to question number three. So what can we learn today that will help us do a new thing in the future? So everyone knows what a ninja is, right? Have you heard the term ninja? It's someone who's stealth, someone who's excellent, someone who's the best of the best, very good at what they do, beyond all measures, a ninja. You're ninjas, right? <laughs> yeah, you're ninjas. <laughs> well, Ninja Joy is a mnemonic used to help us remember the names of our new pastor and her family. There's a maybe not a real life picture of them, but <laughs> the N in Ninja stands for Nicole, Pastor Nicole, more appropriately. And if you can't remember that when you meet her, just call her Pastor. And if you still can't remember that, call her friend. So the letter N in Ninja stands for Nicole, Ninja Nicole. Ninja Nicole, did I really keep that in the slide? There's that secretary again. Oh, the one I don't have. <laughs> pastor Nicole is married to another pastor, Pastor Javon. The letter J stands for Javon, Pastor Javon, more appropriately. And if you can't remember that, simply call him Pastor. And if you still can't remember that, when you're introduced to him, just call him Friend. So the first word in ninja stands for Nicole and for Javon, both ninja pastors. Besides, it was the only word I could find with an N and a J that fit the best. <laughs> Google it. It's hard. <laughs> Lastly, we have our second word, ninja joy. Our second word to help us remember the name is joy, except in this word, the letter Y changes to the letter I. Because when two ninja pastors are married and get together, they experience joy. And they made three littler ninjas. So the smaller ninjas in the family are Joshua, Olivia, and Isabella. J-O-I. So we have, and you can repeat this with me. Joshua, Olivia, Isabella. The three little ninjas. I don't know their ages. I think Joshua's around 10 years old, and they go down from that. That's all I know. So we have some changes to get caught up with as well. So Ninja Joy stands for Nicole, Javon, Joshua, Olivia, and Isabella. Ninja Joy. Now, if you really want to get fancy and try to impress them when you meet them, Try to recall their last names. Names, two. <laughs> Caldwell Gross, C plus G. C plus G, change is good. C plus G, Caldwell Gross. So Ninja Joy, change is good. Repeat this one too. Ninja Joy, change is good. So a final recap. Question one, is doing a new thing really that important to God? Yes, 
God did a new thing called Jesus because he loves us deeply. And he loves you too. God wants us to love him back. So love him. Have a caring and a joyful relationship with God. It will be the best friendship, guidance, and freedom you will ever have. And we can easily connect to him through prayer. So question number two, why do I have to do a new thing too? Because we were built for change. Exchange our old bodies for new ones here on earth as it is in heaven. God needs us to change so we can be the change. And number three, what can we learn today that will help us do a new thing in the future? Ninja joy. Nicole, Javon, Joshua, Olivia, Isabella. But the biggest change of all in all of history happened because of the cross that is standing behind me right now. It will be the absolutely biggest change, without a doubt, in each of our lives now and in the yet to come. Because we have a God that loves us without measure and without end. Yes, Jesus changes everything. It happened to me, and it can happen to you too. Just ask him to be your savior while you pray. He will listen. He is here for you too. So let's go do something new together. Do a new thing. Be the change. God is counting on us. Did you know that was her first sermon? <laughs> when I found out I was going to be the only pastor on staff for two months of this large congregation, I said, I'm going to need some help. And Bonnie said, okay. I said, you'll be great. And she was. She was. This morning, we'd like to celebrate some joys and concerns with you as you can take those into your week in prayer and reflection. Today, we pray for Barb Mills and join her in her prayers for her husband, Lynn, who's in the hospital ICU with lung problems. We also pray for Jerry and Margie Graham as Jerry is now entering into hospice services at home. And we have some joys to share today, other than ninja joy. <laughs> we welcome and celebrate the prayer buddies that are around the sanctuary this morning. And please feel free to take one with you as you go. Maybe you have someone in mind that needs some comfort and healing in this time. So those are for you to take. And we continue our celebrating ministry here with our prayer buddies. We also celebrate Steve and Marianne Walford's 55th anniversary on June 10th. Congratulations. And yesterday at the Indiana Annual Conference, we celebrated that Amber Good, one of our own, was commissioned as an elder in the United Methodist Church. So if you see her, yeah, let's give her a hand. 
She is pastoring currently at Herbst United Methodist and then will be an associate at Zionsville United Methodist starting July 1st and will continue a uh, kind of a part-time appointment as well, of course, at Teeter Farm. So she's, she's not going too far. So we celebrated our ordination class yesterday as well as our commissioning candidates. And if you see uh, any of us around who are at annual conference, we might be a little tired. It was a uh, eventful weekend up in Marion, Indiana, Westland. But it's always a, a joy to see our ordination class and those commissioned into ministry in the church. And so now I invite you to be in prayer as we have our prayer song. Join us and take time to be holy. Please join me in our call to prayer. God of creation, Jesus our Redeemer, Holy Spirit who guides and sustains us, hear our prayers this day. 
We know the many ways in which we have failed to do the task that you set before us. We have often chosen our comfort over service to you and others. Our fears and doubts lay claim to our lives, and we shrink from the opportunities you give us. Forgive us for our many failings. Lift and restore us, and put our feet on the pathways of service. Heal us, O gracious one, for we ask this in the name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. I invite you to pray silently for a few moments, followed by a pastoral prayer, and then we'll lift up the Lord's Prayer together. Let us pray. Holy and loving God, we come into your presence today aware of so much happening in the world out there. So center us, O oh God, on your heart, your spirit, in the will that you have for us. In the midst of a season of change, we come to you perhaps anxious, perhaps joyful, perhaps excited, perhaps uncertain. And so we ask your spirit to guide us, sustain us, and maybe even get us out of our comfort zones a little. We pray for Noblesville First. We pray for our incoming leadership as we continue to pray for those who have gone on to new journeys. And Lord, we give thanks for the many ways that this church continues to reach others in your name. And may we find joy in anticipation. May we find ways that you stretch us and challenge us. That we may continue to be the church that we are called to be. And today, oh God, we have so much on our hearts and our minds. People, situations, places that are hurting. So we lift up those that we have named this morning as well as those on our hearts. We ask for healing mercies. We pray for comfort. And we pray that all will, need, will be made well. We lift prayers for the ceasing of violence. We pray for the healing of our communities and our nation. We pray for places in the world that are torn by war, by hunger, by disease. Give us the strength and compassion, O oh God, to love as Jesus loves in all ways and places that we might be his hands and feet. We give thanks for each gift that we have, for the blessings of our lives, and the celebrations that we lift up today as well. And we ask and say all of this in the mighty name of Jesus who teaches us to pray together the words and the prayer that he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses. 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the, and the glory, glory forever. forever. Amen. Amen. I'm Bonnie Zickraff with Noblesville First, and for this week's stewardship moment, we would like to make mention of all of those who are participating uh, in May 22nd worship services out at Teeter Farm. It was a combined service between Noblesville First and Bethel AME. 
and we have both praise bands uh, working together right there on stage. We were rocking and rolling in worship there for a little bit, but then we also enjoyed some softer moments during the sermons as well. We had two messages that day, one by Pastor Mindy Mays of Bethlehem E, as well as from Pastor Jerry Raritan here at Noblesville First. We had a great time of fellowship afterwards. We got to know one another a little bit better and exchange information and just to stand and talk for a bit. It was a beautiful morning to do that. And we also signed up, there were several from both congregations that signed up together so that we can in the future get together and know one another a little bit better and see what everyone's needs are and just to perhaps plan future events as well outside of teeter worship. So. We wanted to thank everyone for that opportunity to make it a success. And oh yes, I almost forgot the most important part. We ate donuts and ice cream for breakfast after worship. It doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> thank you so much. Take care. God bless. Where's that this week? We do thank you for your continued support of the relationship between Bethel AME and Nobleville First. I think it's a wonderful opportunity to get to know other congregations and be in conversation. And if you are interested in being a part of future get-togethers or even smaller conversations with Bethel AME, please contact our church office. I think it's a great opportunity, and thank you for your support. We have a few announcements I want to call to your attention for the coming weeks. First of all, if you've been through the church office lately, it is a mess, okay? That's because we're getting some new carpet and new paint, and it's going to be lovely, but for the time being, we are going through, again, change. So our office will be closed on June 22nd through 24th, so please take note of that in case you're, oh, I need to do the church office. No, you're not going to be able to get in, so uh, 22nd through 24th. Our blood drive is coming up on June 20th from 2 to 6.45 p.m. If you sign up, you will get a Bluetooth speaker because blood donors rock. Get it? Okay. They do need people. The last I heard, only 10 were signed up, and there are 20-some spots left, so it is a desperate need. Please sign up on our website, and they would appreciate all that. If you've ever been interested in helping out with our kids team here at Noblesville First, you're in luck because June 26th, there is a kids team meeting at 11 o'clock with Allie Hall, and you're also invited to volunteer, even if it's just one Sunday this summer with our kids downstairs at 9.45, so please take note of that. And of course, we invite you to visit our website, click on the next steps, register your attendance to give online, submit prayer requests and connect. And if you're visiting for the first time today, we welcome you. We'd like to give you a gift. Our hospitality quarter Pam is around as well as Bonnie and myself. We'd be happy to answer any questions you might have about our church community. And we had our offering time already just a few moments ago. Bonnie, they were so excited to give after your sermon that we had the ushers come early. So we will pray. We will pray over the offering that we received this morning as well as the offerings that are to come as we enter into a prayer blessing together. God, we thank you for the many, many gifts that we are given. We thank you for the opportunities that we have to give. 
And giving doesn't mean that we just give out of our pocketbooks, as Bonnie showed us hers this morning. It does mean that, but it also means the way that we use our gifts, our hands and feet and service. Gifts are through prayer. They are through presence. They are simply showing up, offering a friendly face. The ways that we pray for our church and our community, these are all ways that we can give. So we ask your spirit, O oh God, to be sent upon the offerings that we will give now and in the future, that you will bless them and multiply them, that we can be signs and symbols of the kingdom right here in our community and beyond. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. standing for our closing hymn. I invite you now to go with joy in your hearts, knowing that God is doing a new thing and invites you to be a part of it. Amen. Go in peace. Mm -hmm.